Ignite your curiosity with Austin next. We're watching Austin transform from a thriving ecosystem into a global superstar. With our host, Jason Scharf, we aspire to better comprehend the true nature of innovation. Together, we will uncover what makes a successful ecosystem and navigate the technologies shaping our future. Now let's dive into what's next. We're hitting the digital road again to learn from our fellow ecosystems and to see what's happening around the country. Our stops in this episode include Atlanta and Nashville, where we talk with Blake Patton, managing partner of TechSquare Ventures, and Brian Moyer, president and CEO of the Nashville Technology Council. Thank you both for being here today. Thank you, Jason. Thanks for having us. I'd love to start off with you telling us a little bit about yourself and the region you're talking about. So, Blake, why don't we kick it off with you? Sure. So, uh, I'm Blake Patton. I'm the managing partner of TechSquare Ventures. We are based uh, at Atlanta, Georgia. We are uh, an early stage venture firm investing in enterprise or B2B and marketplace technology companies, primarily uh, at the seed stage. Our, our focus as a firm is we believe what entrepreneurs need uh, more than capital is access to customers and markets. So we've built our platform uh, to, to, to help entrepreneurs do that. Uh, we follow a, you know, what we call a market-led investment insight approach that we power through our engaged partnership with 15 uh, large global uh, corporate industry leaders. And uh, we work with these companies. Uh, these are companies like Invesco and Georgia Pacific, the Home Depot, Georgia Power, Delta, Coca-Cola, you get the picture, uh, and others to understand their innovation needs. And then we run a program called Engage, uh, which is a go-to-market accelerator program for startups where we connect those startups with those industry-leading corporate partners uh, in partnership with Georgia Tech uh, to help them get access to those markets and get those early customers and partnerships. So it's been super successful. We've had over 100 um, contracts between our corporate partners and those startups to date. So, so we invest out of our, our early stage fund, and then we have our Engage Accelerator program. Great. And Brian? Hi, I'm Brian Moyer. I'm uh, President and CEO of the Greater Nashville Technology Council. We are a uh, trade association representing the tech sector here in Middle Tennessee in the Greater Nashville area. Um, we've got about 600 member companies. So I'll be coming at this from a slightly different perspective than, than Blake, from, from more of a of a general tech perspective and economic development. Our companies, our member companies represent everything from pre-revenue startups to kind of a who's who of, of Nashville that would be all of the major corporate players here. I mean, our take is every company is a tech company these days. And um, we're here really focused on that and growing the, the tech talent pipeline, you know, talent's the currency of the future. And that's, that's been one of the things that, uh, that we've been uh, focused on for the last five years. So let's stick a little bit down with Nashville, Brian. And can you describe a bit about the, you know, the ecosystem and, you know, how big is it? What kind of, you know, how, what kind of industries are there? Give me a flavor for Nashville. Yeah. So people here in Nashville uh, and, and think either Jack Daniels, or, or um, music and uh, not bad. Music city know. is <laughs> music city is is the brand that we love, and uh, we're not looking to to change that in any way. And I think that 
uh, that ties very nicely into technology, which uh, we, we might get into here in just a second. But to tell you, to, to help understand what it is that kind of makes Nashville grow, once, uh, or, or the first thing is, you know, our GDP has been growing at, it's, it's grown 40, almost 41% over the past five years. Um, that wow. was $136 billion in 2020. We don't have the 2021 numbers. I, I will tell you that, and I don't think we're unique in this, that it was on a, a very consistent growth phase in 20. It took a little dip. Uh, I think probably every GDP in the country, every, every market in the country did that. But what, um, what really is behind those numbers? I mean, we talked about music, music city, music and entertainment. Music and entertainment represents about um, $15 billion in economic impact and about 41,000 uh, direct jobs here. Healthcare, and people don't realize this if you're not familiar with the region, represents $67 billion in direct uh, economic impact and 167,000 jobs. So it's, you know, 5x the, uh, the impact of uh, music and entertainment. And we're in no way looking to change our brand to Healthcare City. It's going to stay Music City, but healthcare is a significant part of of the economy here. And then to round that out, you've got manufacturing uh, with about uh, $70 billion and tourism, of course, with about $7.5 billion. Where we position technology is horizontal across all of those verticals. And so that's you know, approximately an $8 billion economic impact and about 70,000 workers that are, uh, that are involved in the, in the tech economy here. Exciting and fast growing. Blake? What's going on in Atlanta? Yeah, I think, um, look, I think the same's going on across all the Southeast. We, we like to talk about the super Southeast, kind of from Texas to D.C. as a, uh, the fastest growing innovation uh, region in the, in the country. And um, Atlanta's a little bit of a hub of that activity. Similar to what Brian shared, obviously Atlanta has um, tremendous uh, GDP. I don't know exactly, probably in the $350 billion range. And uh, and has grown, you know, by at least a third over over this last decade. Uh, what a lot of people think of when they think of Atlanta is our base of uh, Fortune 1000 headquarters and regional headquarters. I think we have something like 29 Fortune 1000 companies uh, headquartered here. Uh, what what I often see, especially the tech community, is people know the logos of these big companies, the Coca Colas, et cetera. Uh, but what I think, what I think is a little bit of our special sauce, and I know we'll talk about this um, as we go through the conversation, how it relates to the technology community, is that these are companies that are leaders across a d diverse industry. They're not all in the same industry, um, and that that gives the region a really dynamic kind of kind of growth base that we can get into later about how that what that how that matters for the for the tech community. Atlanta has definitely gotten on the radar screen, I think, nationally for uh, investors, you know, with large exits. You know, unicorn type exits, you know, the, the male chimps in the green skies. We've probably had a dozen plus unicorns uh, in the last uh, two years. Companies like Stored and Salesloft and uh, Calendly and uh, OneTrust, Greenlight and, and, and others. We kind of oh, have now all you're the just bragging, Blake. Yeah, I know. We've got a lot to brag about. We've got all the core ingredients, I think, that uh, make a ecosystem thrive, you know, uh, Georgia Tech and ATDC have been at the heart of that for years. ATDC is the uh, state startup incubator uh, here at Georgia Tech. We're 
behind me here out the window, I'm located in an area called Technology Square right beside Georgia Tech's campus. Uh, that's kind of a thriving hub of a lot of um, innovation activity. Uh, we've got world-class research universities, you know, of course, Georgia Tech, Go Jackets. I'm a, I'm a yellow jacket myself, but, you know, the HBCUs, you know, as we talk about diversity in tech, you can't solve that without solving that in the Southeast and the, uh, Atlanta and the HBCUs. We've got a great um, advantage and um, uh, opportunity there. And, uh, you know, I could kind of go on and on. I think the other recent, you know, highlight, the other thing I'd highlight is uh, we've seen Large, a lot of the larger uh, tech companies starting to move and open significant operations in Atlanta. Companies like Microsoft and Google and Cisco, you know, establishing large presence here. So uh, I think, according to PitchBook, Georgia is the second fastest growing state in terms of deal count in the past five years. The Southeast also is, I think, the second fastest region. Looking backwards, I, I think though, if if there was a way to capture a current snapshot, my guess is. Uh, the Southeast is the fastest growing, uh, and we're excited to be to be based here, um, uh, and uh, and just see nothing but uh, good things. I, I I'm an unabashed champion of Atlanta, but I think what what it's really about is I think what we really have this opportunity to do in the Southeast is think about it as the Southeast. Um, you know, we're spread far enough apart, lots of talents being attracted to the region, and uh, there's just so much opportunity here, and uh, so. You know, we love Nashville as much as we love Atlanta. It's an interesting question. We had a recent episode with uh, uh, Dale Buss from the Flyover Coalition talking about some of the same idea of this kind of, in this case, it was, you know, what used to be called flyover region, right, from the Appalachians to the Rockies and these kind of super regions. How do you see this, the super southeast, like, actually interplaying with each other outside of being a branding in this in this mega region in this region and being able to kind of pull that narrative forward but where do you actually see the interplay and this is where a question to both of you in this case yeah i can i can take a stab first stab at that um i completely agree with blake that yeah i'm i'm unabashedly uh, a champion of nashville but we actually uh at every opportunity that uh, that we have we're working in collaboration with Atlanta and with other Southeast cities to really build the Southeast brand. People call me and say, oh, man, did you hear that Austin got this deal or Atlanta got this deal or Miami got that deal? And it's like, it's all good. You know, anything that's coming in from the coast uh, and distributing the wealth is is a win for, I, in my opinion, is, is a win for for the nation. But in particular, I mean, I've I've been down to speak at events. We we're inviting people up from Atlanta on a somewhat regular basis to to speak at events that we have, and I think that um, selling the Southeast is important. And I think um, you know, obviously we could probably do more there, but we certainly try to tout not just Nashville but the Southeast in general with any of the marketing that we're doing. I think it's easier for, probably for us to say that. And Atlanta, because we're kind of the hub, and for it's a natural destination for young people um, early in their careers, you know, in the region. But look, you know, we need access to talent across the Southeast. And when you think about the fact that the, the Southeast, I think, is 23% of the nation's GDP, but it's only 7% of the nation's venture capital investments, I think it's about opportunity uh, as well. And so, you know, it's the talent is connected here. Uh, there are 
a world-class research university spread out to the Southeast. I, I think the, the best way I can put it is I think in the Southeast, there's this focus on innovation, not just startups, but everyone. The big companies are focused on it for innovation. Uh, universities are focused on it for commercialization and for attracting the best and brightest students. You know, governments are focused on it for job creation. And so there's just this spirit and embracing of innovation that is actually uh, bringing together and connecting the talent base. And frankly, um, it, even in, as it looks in the startup community, we, you know, you know, I shared that statistic, the 23% of the GDP, but only 7% of the nation's venture capital. We as a region have been used to having to collaborate together to get just about any deal done or just about any company uh, through its life cycle. So we just have a collaborative spirit here that, that I hope sticks and retains as we grow. And then, the, and then the last thing I'll say is I think this, you know, some of the other regions that have, you know, you've got right the Valley with a really high concentration of tech companies or New York, the really high concentration of financial services companies, et cetera. The, the diverse industries that I talked about really matter. I, I, I don't know how to explain very well to people from outside um, of Atlanta or outside the Southeast, this incredible spirit of economic development here. These corporate leaders are probably are, are probably responsible for creating that culture in the sense that they're willing to work together. I, you know, I described you know pretty briefly that our engage program offering. You know, what I what I didn't tell you. So, it, so in addition to our you know early stage venture fund, which is like any other venture fund, we invest in seed stage companies. You know, we have this uh, accelerator program. But what everybody doesn't see is the work we do with these large corporate partners to understand their innovation needs, their CEOs. Of, of most of these companies I mentioned serve on a board for us. They have executives where we put together working groups around around strategic focus areas, things like supply chain, where they share knowledge and share with us and help us um, look for startups that are solving their problems. There's there, there's just, I think, a different spirit of collaboration uh, in the Southeast, some of it born out of necessity, some of it born out of that spirit of economic development. Um, and I that's what I think is exciting. And, and um, you know, our the research universities, you know, obviously I, I championed Georgia Tech being a, being a Georgia Tech grad, but, you know, we have you know, Emory, UGA, right? And as you branch out across the Southeast, all these amazing research universities collaborating. So I, I, I think it's born out of somewhat necessity. I think, I think we've been led that way a little bit by our corporate leaders who have demonstrated what success looks like doing that. And, um, and I think the entrepreneurial ecosystem is both benefiting from that and, um, and, and the talent just moves around the Southeast so easily that, you know, it's kind of happening naturally. I think it's the key phrase that we tend to use a lot and, I, and you've used it as well is it's the innovation ecosystem, not necessarily the startup ecosystem, because it is that interplay between the large companies and the small. You have the obvious things such as partnerships and acquisitions, but you have talent moving, you have ideas moving, right? And you have those kind of collaboration and, hey, you know, we have this problem and we're kind of telling it to the ecosystem and somebody, some small entrepreneur says, hey, I can solve that for you and build a company. And then I think it's also interesting that collaboration and what the, what the ecosystem is creating, which then creates the, the new kinds of innovations. And so, like, Brian, you mentioned that, you know, health tech is a big, uh, you know, is a big part of that. And I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but like, I know Tenet, I think, is based in Nashville and a lot of kind of things being born out of, you know, those larger companies being there, having the needs and then being able to spill off talent and spilling off ideas to then create, you know, that, that entrepreneurial ecosystem. So how are you seeing that kind of cross innovation, collaboration and integration in Nashville? 
Yeah, so let me follow up first on uh, the comment that Blake was making about just the collaborative spirit here. Part of what I attribute that to is just Southern values and in a different way of, 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 of living and doing business than you might find on uh, in, in some of the other bigger markets. And that's been kind of a, a common theme. You know, people come here and it's like, I can't believe how easy it is to get appointments and how friendly and collaborative everybody is. And we don't have a corner on that market. I, there's, there's many in the Southeast that, uh, that, that have those same qualities, but I think that's an, I think that's an important, uh, an important quality and attribute to, to point out. So to your question, Jason, there's actually, there's actually 20 public companies headquartered here that are in the healthcare space. Uh, so that's where this incredible 167,000 workers, that's where that, that density comes from. It's funny, I talk to people in other markets, a friend of mine in Seattle, I was on a, I was on a panel with, and you know, he said, so what's, um, what's your main industry? Healthcare. Oh yeah, we got a hospital, we got that covered. Yeah. <laughs> and we actually have more workers in healthcare here than they do in tech in Seattle. So um, they, people don't understand what that means, but just like you were mentioning, Blake, the, uh, the representation of the major corporate players, we, many of them, we have a very large board of directors for our organization, and almost every single corporate player here is a member of our board. It's a really large board, but we get, we get so much crossover and collaboration going that I, I think that is important. And a lot of the skills, just looking at it from a tech perspective, whether, um, you know, a software developer, a software developer, a, a security a specialist, a network engineer, whatever it is, there might be a little subject matter expertise that goes into healthcare versus manufacturing versus finance. But generally speaking, it's the same skill set. And I watch people move between those different industries, which is why we really like to position ourselves in a, in a horizontal place there, because we do... Uh, we do support all of those industries. No, that's great. What are you seeing in terms of like the general trends in the innovation company? So Blake, you were earlier mentioning all of these unicorns. Is it they're going public and staying and becoming kind of massive players? Are they getting bought? Are they getting bought locally, leaving? What, what are we seeing in terms of, you know, how the entire, you know, company life cycle is occurring? Look, that is such an important question. It's too early for us to answer yet. Um, you know, we've certainly seen some very large exits. Um, most of our unicorns are kind of, that, that I was rattling off, or a lot of them are recent unicorns. Um, in the past, we've seen both. We've seen these companies go on to be, you know, publicly traded companies, and we've seen um, uh, them be industry leaders or, or get acquired. Probably certainly more have been acquired on the journey. But I think for the Southeast, that is a, you know, that's something to be seen as do we, you know, give birth to these category-changing pillar companies that stay in our community for a long time. You know, in Atlanta, you know, MailChimp was one of those for forever. And all of us sort of took it for granted that that, that would never exit. But, uh, um, but that, you know, that did, but they play that, you know, they play that, that kind of role. And so I do think, you know, that's something I hope we see more in Southeast. And one of the things that, you know, to kind of add to what Brian said in those industry expertise, you know, these, um, I joke sometimes talking with the, with startups and entrepreneurs, we tend to, see big companies and think of them as not being innovative or they're slow or 
you know, gosh, these big dumb companies. And, you know, we've had this front row seat working with these corporate leaders and their, their CEOs. And, you know, they, they lead their markets for a reason. You know, they have the smartest talent, you know, in that space and in their industry. And, um, you know, the challenges for them to innovate, you know, are, are all over the board, right? Depending on the company and what, what space they're in. And that creates all these amazing, you know, uh, innovation and entrepreneurial opportunities. You know, I, um, when we think about, um, uh, you know, Silicon Valley or other regions where it's all about startup and go there to raise money, you can come to places like Atlanta or Nashville, right? As an entrepreneur, that, that's, you come here to get your customers, right? You come here to get access to the market and to grow. And that is, um, that's just really benefiting uh, the region. And so I think we're at this unique, you know, sort of point in history where everybody's focused on it. And I can tell you, you know, firsthand from working directly with these um, corporate partners, uh, they're very focused on innovation. You, you tell me any other city in the country, this Friday, we, we have one of those meetings and we will be in the room with the CEOs of these Fortune 1000 companies all in a room together talking about innovation and startups. You know, tell me where that's happening anywhere else, you know, in the country, in the world. And we're just so, you know, lucky to have that. But, but, but kind of like Brian talked about industry ex- examples too, um, you know, something Atlanta and Tennessee kind of share in common is there's sort of a corridor from Atlanta to Chattanooga that's, you know, a leader in logistics, right? You've got 70% of the nation's credit card transactions being processed here in Georgia, right? So that there's a natural... Uh, leadership opportunity in fintech, right? We have our own uh, health health tech kind of uh, opportunity here, right? Leaders in SaaS and, you know, lots of different SaaS companies and uh, uh, marketing tech, you know, cybersecurity. Uh, so I love that this sort of B2B expertise, this enterprise expertise um, that's developing uh, here in the Southeast. And, um, you know, I think you'll see more and more of that more and more of that opportunity be being born out of the talent that has the real domain expertise that Brian was talking about, right? In healthcare and other industry sectors. So that's, I think is going to be an enormous competitive advantage. And when you think about industries like energy and healthcare and, you know, that just have to change, right? We just know innovation is coming. It has to change. That's a huge opportunity for this region. So when you look at, even though healthcare is such a, a significant part of our economy, and I have a much shorter list, Blake. We in, in the past six months, we've we've hatched two unicorns, and we're pretty darn proud of that. Uh, one is Built Technologies, which is in the uh, fintech space, and one is Silicon Ranch, which is in the renewable energy and, and um, solar space. So it's interesting to see that growth outside of the traditional healthcare. I mean, we've had uh, several IPOs here in the past eighteen months. It's interesting because. This activity didn't diminish due to COVID. It actually seemed to accelerate. So Change Healthcare went public, and we've we've had uh, some other companies that uh, that have gone public here over the past most mostly in the healthcare space. So that's that's where we're seeing a lot of that activity. But aside from that, several of our other large exits, many of them have been in fintech which is exciting to me because I want to see some diversity uh, with that. So we haven't had many of the billion dollar exits that, that you've had. We're looking forward to that, but we've had several 500 million, $600 million uh, exits, which is still significant because it's still generating this new 
this new set of uh, millionaires, and in some cases with the IPOs, billionaires that are staying here and reinvesting those dollars back into the economy, that's where the magic starts to happen. And that's not something that happens overnight. That's something that's been in the works for many years. And we're just now seeing the fruits of, of all that work that's gone in. You know, Brian, I think um, that, that is, that's a great point. And it's not just the money. I, I joke that some of what's going on in Atlanta now is all of us dot-com kids are in our 40s and 50s. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, we've been doing this together, right, for 20, 30 years. And we know each other. We know how to build teams. We know the, you know, the core talent base here. We have a critical mass you know, leadership teams we can put together to build these companies. But in addition to just, hey, it, it creates wealth for people willing to invest. Um, which I'll come back to, but what it really does is becomes, uh, you know, a tree for the talent. And, you know, each of these exits, no matter how big, you know, spins off, you know, a dozen or so experienced tech leaders uh, that go on to do bigger and bigger things. And that becomes, uh, that becomes a flywheel. Back, I don't know, gosh, 10 or 15 years ago, there was a law firm here in Atlanta in town, um, Morse Manning, that, that drew a tree. And it kind of showed some of the early, you know, tech leading companies, you know, the scientific Atlantas and the next generation, you know, the IXLs and the ISSs and, and just kind of where all the talent went, you know, how it connected to the companies in the next uh, generation. It was really cool. I wish somebody would do that and update it uh, for today. And again, back to, you know, I think all the things we talk about, how do we increase entrepreneurial activity? How do we increase, um, you know, diversity in tech, all those things? That's the answer. It's those, it's those core teams. And as these companies succeed, Right. Those are the ones that go on to become the leaders of tomorrow's, you know, high growth tech companies. And then one more point to Brian's point about the money um, that that becomes, I think, one of the things Atlanta has a little bit maybe of an advantage and head start on in the, across, you know, versus maybe other areas in the southeast. And, we'll, and hopefully we we can leverage that. But but I've seen, you know, for sure, Tennessee and Florida, I would also put in this bucket is a strong and developing angel ecosystem, both from these entrepreneurs have had earlier success, but also, um, you know, in this kind of low yield environment, you're starting to see that one of the challenges in Atlanta is that most people didn't make their money in technology. And that's been a barrier to getting, you know, there's plenty of capital in Atlanta. It's just alternative assets that meant real estate and private equity, not venture. So it's been a long road to get that money uh, flowing, but uh, the current environment has helped accelerate that. And, uh, you know, we just finished raising our our early stage uh, fund, and there's there's not that true base of sort of institutional capital that you might see in the West Coast or the Northeast here, but we've got tremendous support, right, from high net worth individuals, from family offices, from the wealth management firms here, and from, you know, the, the corporations understanding, they're all starting to understand both the opportunity um, and the need. Uh, you know, again, I think when we talk about these big companies, and I, I'm sure Brian can probably speak to this for the healthcare. Um, you know, we have Wellstar as one of our corporate partners, so I know I know I hear this from them. These companies recognize how important it is for the region to have this activity and to attract this talent. They know that they also can attract the talent and build their innovation efforts here. They know that that their talent they're trying to hire also wants to be in regions with that activity going on. You know, I think I just think this is sort of this great opportunity in the southeast. And we have, you know, in the past, the question was, was there the critical mass? You know, there was sort of this, um, you know, I heard this sort of backhanded compliment more often than I like to. People would describe entrepreneurs that had success in the southeast as two boats in a Cadillac. 
Um, you know, so the joke was that you had some success and then you didn't get back into the ecosystem. That is definitely not the case now. If you look around what's driving Atlanta, these are all people who have built and had massive prior success. And, you know, they're still in it and they're still building. And, and so that dynamic that Brian's talking about, I think, is it really um, is key. And then, uh, Jason, I think your question's right on, too, is, you know, will we begin to develop our own base of these pillar companies? Um, that go on for years and years to define the community, you know, provide, you know, lift up earlier stage companies, be that customer, be that place where talent rotates in and out of. Uh, and I, I think the answer is yes, but it's a little early to say. I was just going to say that Nashville has become, and, and, and I've been a part of this, really, really good at attracting corporate headquarters, and corporate and corporate expansions. You know, the big ones here that has gotten all the press is Amazon moving in and committing to 5,000 jobs and Oracle coming in and committing to 8,500 jobs and Capgemini coming in and committing to 1,000 jobs. We've gotten really good at that. What we need to be better at is launching the next, in our case, HCA is, you know, the, the big player in town. It's a 50-year-old company, but it was, uh, it was founded here. The impact that that corporate player has had on our economy, Amazon will never match. Oracle will never match. You know, even with these billions of dollars of investment that they're making in our economy, it's never going to match what this, uh, what this company that was, uh, that was launched here and and has grown to become such a such a great corporate player. So that's what that's what I want us to focus more on. And to all of your points, is we need to be growing more of those companies. You're absolutely right. And I think you know I think as we've seen that we've also seen you know one of the things that um, we, we launched TechSquare Ventures in 2014, right? So we're we're you know relatively young firm, uh, and we were one of the only institutional seed investors at the time. You know, now we sort of have these dozen, you know, venture firms here, all uh, deploying capital, all building, you know, it's much easier for us to work together uh, to fund these companies as they grow. And um, that that maturity of both the angel and the venture uh, ecosystem, you know, has for the first time given us some bandwidth, you know, at the top of the, at the top of the funnel. The capital from out of town, comes and uh, pretty easily for the companies as they mature or later stage, but that top of the funnel, you know, you sort of have to take care of locally and we're starting to develop that and expand that capacity. So it's not, it's not just tech square ventures. There's firms like, you know, panoramic and overline and Knoll. Uh, you know, there's firms that have, that are focusing very much on, you know, diverse entrepreneurs, you know, firms like collab, um, you know, panoramic and, uh, um, Valor Ventures, and so I just I just feel like we have this really healthy mix and lots of energy, uh, and, and you know, like I said, even though I saw the stat on PitchBook, Southeast was the second fastest growing region, and Georgia's the second, you know, second fastest state, you know, based on deal count in the last five years. I think we're I think we're probably my my humble opinion, my guess is we're sort of number one right now in terms of momentum and and. Uh, you know, instead of talking about being the next Silicon Valley or, you know, Austin or whatever, right? You know, we, we're just the Southeast and we're just Atlanta and, uh, and it's working. I wanted to follow up on that because absolutely what we're seeing now is 
it's not the Silicon this or the Silicon that. It's the first Nashville, the first Atlanta, the first Austin. And each one of those has a special sauce. And Brian, we talked about healthcare. We've talked about the Music City aspect. What's that special sauce? Yeah. So as I'm describing it, and reporters more than any are, you know, always calling and saying, I want to talk about how Nashville compares to Austin. I want to talk about how Nashville compares to, you know, are we the next Silicon Valley? Are we the next San Francisco? And my answer is always the same. I don't, that's not what I want. I want Nashville to be the best Nashville uh, they can be. That's, that's where the success comes. So as I describe it, Michael, our secret sauce really goes back to these music city roots in the creative community that exists here. So for more than a hundred years, people have been moving to Nashville to pursue their dream of a career in music. It's a very entrepreneurial journey. And so that whole understanding of what it's like to be an entrepreneur and to go out with nothing and try to build something is is truly baked into the DNA of, of the people here. So that's one side of it and how it relates to uh, the entrepreneurial community. The other side is the, so I, I made this journey myself. I was never a Nashville musician, but I was, music was a very important part of my life uh, to the point that I considered uh, the potential of doing that professional. And then later I taught myself to code. So the, the skills, that are required to be a good musician are so similar to the skills that are required to be a good software developer in, in particular. And that is kind of the mathematical underpinnings and the creative side of things that there's so many people that have moved to Nashville to pursue careers in music. And maybe some of them actually succeeded in that. And they've been on the road and they just want to get off of the road and go to the next stage of their life. Maybe some of them never got to that spot and they're still waiting tables, waiting for their break in music, uh, but, but they still have those underlying skills. Um, and we've seen hundreds of these people uh, go through our boot camps and move over into very successful careers in, in technology. And then my final, my final point, and I'll, I'll let Blake answer. We were in um, the headquarters of YouTube several years ago on an economic outbound economic development trip. It was actually my first trip to travel with the pros from the state and the city and the chamber. And I'm listening to them uh, do their pitch. You know, I'm taking notes. And, and it was all about the cost of per square foot of office space and the cost of housing and the cost of labor. And finally, um, this guy very astutely says, well, hey, if all you have to sell is cheap, you know, there's much cheaper places than Nashville that we can move to. And I, I felt maybe I could say something at that point. And um, I said, if all you're looking for is grunt labor to, to mindlessly code, uh, then Nashville really doesn't have anything to offer. And you should go, you know, somewhere else. But if you're looking to expand to an area that is less expensive than San Francisco, but where your team can get plugged into a creative community that's really second to none. And we can argue what that means between us and, and Austin, but, uh, but that's really second to none. Then where they're going to be better because of the people that they can interact with, then Nashville's where you want to come. And he seemed to understand that, you know, with, with the whole Music City brand. And that was something that made sense to him. Yeah, look, I think um, for Atlanta, we, we've talked about 
we have all these, we really have all the ingredients to be a thriving tech hub and we kind of have them in spades, you know, maybe with the exception of access to capital, um, but that's improving. And what makes Atlanta, I think, special, and it is that harder to communicate thing, it's, you know, people will, you know, economic development people will, as Brian said, will talk about cost of living, quality of life, and, you know, we have the number one airport and things like that. Um, and those all, those all matter. We talk about the 29 Fortune 1000 companies that that all matters. But it, I think what makes I think the Atlanta special unique sauce is it, it really is this just spirit of collaboration and this access to the people who can and want to help uh, and how that translates for a startup. Like I said, I believe how we're leveraging is this is a great place to build a startup. You have access to talent, but more importantly, you have access to the customers and markets you need right to grow. Uh, and succeed. And Atlanta is a global city. Um, and so that access, you know, uh, spreads out from there. So I think our diversity starts with the things that uh, our economic development people, what, what people already know about Atlanta and have known for years. I think it starts with that, this, you know, these leaders across different industries. Um, and it has become a key ingredient in us as an innovation city. And when you add that to that you know, spirit of collaboration and Southern hospitality, Brian talked about, you get a really special place to build an early stage, high growth tech company. And, um, you know, and then if you can back that up with being a, ter a terrific place for accessing talent, which this clearly is, talent with domain expertise and, you know, talent coming out of these world-class research universities. And, you know, I, I um, we don't just have good universities, right? You know, we have, uh, you know, leading universities here in the Southeast. And when it comes to, you know, a tech and engineering school, right, Georgia Tech is, you know, on the short list of, um, and Georgia Tech has enormous impact economic development-wise here, here in Georgia, but Georgia Tech and the other uh, research universities, the HBCUs, the Emory's, the UGA's, the Georgia State's, you know, there's just an amazing talent base here. Uh, so I guess if I had to say it in one word, I'd say this, you know, collaboration, but it's the fact that it's collabor collaboration across all these amazing resources uh, that we're that we're blessed to be building upon here. I'm going to follow up on that because Brian, you've talked about entrepreneurship baked into DNA. You've talked about creativity, and in Blake, you've talked about the collaborative aspect that's baked into the culture in your respective cities. And those are the things that don't get called out upon Brian. For example, when you get those reporters calling and asking you. So what's the narrative that each of your cities bring to the table when those reporters ask? Because Blake, you talked about how PitchBook is saying, oh, the, um, the Southeast is four or five, second, third, whatever, you know, according to PitchBook and that kind of thing. And that's what reporters tend to glom onto. But it's really, this narrative is much broader than just that. So when you're answering reporters, what's the narrative? It's very much what I just what I just described. One of the first things I did five years ago, because I heard, you know, from our board, from our team, all these different stories, you know, that were that were being told, all these different talking points. And so we put together a talking points document and we distributed it to our team and to our board and said, when somebody asks about what's going on in Nashville, these are the talking points that we want to focus on. Um, and we've updated that. Uh, every year, at least uh, since then, but I think we've um, I think we've gotten 
a lot better at that. Um, telling the story and, and describing what makes Nashville unique. I, I will put in a plug for a, a uh, initiative, a campaign that launched last year called Tech Into Nashville. Uh, so there's a there's a website that's that's uh, aligned with that. That this is a national campaign to tell the story of what's going on from a tech perspective in Nashville, and we're actually targeting uh, six different markets, not Atlanta. We're targeting Chicago, D.C., New York, Boston, uh, L.A., and San Francisco Silicon Valley. So it's it's designed to uh, to target and recruit talent into town because even though we're, we've given our best effort over the past many years to grow our tech talent pipeline, the demand continues to grow faster than the supply grows. And so, you know, there's, there's many different components to that, but one of them is recruiting from the outside. And that's what, uh, that's what this campaign is designed to do. And so that has caused us to get very specific with our talking points and the way we're going out. So I would encourage you to look. There's a video that we that we put together that that talks about uh, why Nashville. I'm sure Blake has all the same stuff that he can point you to, but um, that's how we're addressing that, Michael. Yeah, Michael, uh, I'm smiling because I, I sometimes joke, right? Atlanta is world class at doing that. We are world class at economic development. You know, that's why you know we're so good at recruiting large companies here. You know, that's how we convince the world to host the Olympics here, right? It, it, there's just so many, there's just so much great things about the city, the sports, everything that, that, that story that you were kind of talking about is the story Atlanta usually puts forward, right? The t- more typical economic development growth story of built to attract, built to get things that aren't here to move here, which is different than saying, how do we tell a story about why it's great to build things here and how do you build things here and why you should build things here. Um, and that's starting to, that's starting to emerge. And what I think is, um, so, so before I get to the reporter question, you know, what has been encouraging to me is that is that the leaders from what were, used to be these different communities, you know, the tech community, the large company, et cetera, you know, research, develop, you know, that they're all coming together. And I think that's a big part of what we're doing here at TechScore Ventures and Engage by bringing that community together. But, you know, like I'll just give you an example. Recently, you know, our, our new mayor coming in, put together a transition committee and invited myself and another um, person from the Barry Gibbons from Colab Capital, someone else from the tech community to be on that transition committee, right? That's something you didn't see in the past, right? Is inviting the tech community into those, into those conversations. So I guess first I would say that uh, as, as a tech community, a lot of times the, the message that just gets out there is, is because Atlanta has such an engine to tell that economic development. You know, if you want to see what that message looks like, go to places like the Metro Atlanta Chamber uh, who are phenomenal do phenomenal things for the city or Atlanta Committee for Progress. They do phenomenal things for the city and telling that story. So what do we say when, you know, uh, reporters call? It's interesting. Atlanta um, does not have as mature of a, uh, for all the things I said we're maturing in, we don't have as mature of a kind of a news media for telling the tech story. Our traditional news sources, uh, because real estate is such a big thing here, it's very deal-centric. Um, and, and what attracts attention from reporters and how they talk about it and report it. So I think sometimes the bigger stories don't get told well or what's going on here. Um, we have some local um, sources like Hypotamus and others that do a good job telling uh, you know, micro chunks of that story. Um, but it's, it's a good point. So 
look, I think we, I think we're just trying to make the entrepreneurs the hero of our story. I don't think, I think we've got plenty of people um, who are paid and do a really good job shouting about Atlanta. Uh, we just want to shout about our entrepreneurs and the great things they're doing, you know, help them succeed. So I think what you'll hear mostly when you reach players in the tech industry talk about Atlanta is we will say all the things you've heard me say today about we know we are so lucky and so blessed to have all these amazing resources here in the Southeast. We love, you know, the entire Southeast and we love that we have this opportunity to be kind of a, a hub of that activity and, and that's a great vantage point to be. And we know that there are a lot of people that are professionals that tell them that story and have been doing it for years and we count on them to keep doing it. And we just want to tell the stories of what these entrepreneurs are building and, and help everyone see these special companies that, you know, we, we talk so much about these corporate leaders. Um, I sometimes tell, you know, I teach an entrepreneurial finance class at Tech and I always tell the students, you know, the average lifespan of the company on the S&P is 17 years now. It used to be like 60 years back in the 50s and 60s, you know. So we are great at talking about our Fortune 1000, right? What we're doing now is we're building what those Fortune 1000 are going to be in 10, you know, 17, 20 years from now. That's what we're building now. Um, and that's, that's what I think we try to, to do when the media comes. But, but, you know, look, they see this spirit of collaboration. They, they're certainly noticing these unicorns. They, they notice we're getting attention initially off of transactions. And that's, that's great, right? Whatever, whatever it takes. This has been a whole lot of fun, you know, digitally visiting your guys' cities. We always like to ask the same question as we kind of finish up. So uh, we'll start with uh, you, Blake. What's next, Atlanta? Yeah. So I think I think what you're what you're seeing for Atlanta is just like I said, we've hit this critical mass and momentum. So I think part of what's next is you know the pandemic hit right as we hit our stride. Um, I am super excited. To you know, it used to be super easy to connect to everybody in, in Atlanta, um, and now it's not as easy. And then yeah, the pandemic. So I I love you know I can't wait to see what this community can do, you know, as we start to come back together and and actually get back to connecting with each other. You know, the the focus on innovation, you know, bringing together the tech community, the big companies, and the research. I think is probably going to be what you see Atlanta excel at, and uh, you know diversity in tech. I, I hope that Atlanta and the Southeast is a leader in that. We have to be, right? Half the nation's black population lives in the Southeast. So I hope hopefully that's a big part. That's a big change that we see going forward too. This is a this is a great place to build diverse teams. Brian, take us home. What's next Nashville? Yeah. So there's so many good things happening here. Um you know, we had we had the number one economy going into COVID and we had the number one economy coming out of COVID. And uh, there's, there's just this incredible engine that's, that's creating this growth. So I think what's next is we have to learn how to manage this growth a little better. People say, we don't want to become the next Atlanta. <laughs> and, and they're, and they're referring to the traffic in Atlanta. Uh, but I think we I think we need to start addressing you know some of these infrastructure issues that uh, before we're still small enough that we have the opportunity to uh, to react to this you know the, the the we're already we're already building onto our airport in a fairly major way but really making sure that um, affordable housing and transportation. Um, 
that that we do a better job of addressing those things and driving driving equity. Um, you know, Blake touched on it. I I think if we're going to continue to uh, succeed in driving this growth, it it has to be more equitable. We we have to make sure that. It's not just success and wealth for the few, but success for the many. And so those are those are high on our on our radar in, in priority list right now is making sure that we're looking at every opportunity, you know, from our perspective, that's looking at programs that can upskill workers to move them into the tech workforce. You know, people that have the aptitude but have never had an opportunity. Uh, you know, they just didn't know how to how to get there, how to do that. So we're trying to we're trying to build those bridges. And then lastly, I think um, similar to what Blake said, uh, continuing to drive innovation. So not just focusing on the corporate players and the corporate expansions and the and the moving of uh, recruiting headquarters, but building the next headquarters here from the scratch and really offering those kinds of opportunities. Brian Moyer, Blake Patton, thanks for joining the Austin Next podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having us and giving us a chance to tell our story. So what's next, Austin? We're glad you've joined us on this journey. Please subscribe at your favorite podcast catcher, leave us a review, and let your colleagues know about us. This will help us grow the podcast and continue bringing you unique interviews and insights. Thanks again for listening and see you soon.